Hello, and thank you for joining me for another issue of Flashback. I'm Simon, Editor-in-Chief for ConstantCollectible.com. Flashback is a sit-down chat where Goody and I, along with a guest or two, discuss a movie of the month. In Season 1, Episode 3, we realize that you can't buy me love. So sit back, relax. Because cards with tards? Who could beat a night of cards, chips, dips, and dorks? Here we go. <laughs> yeah, this is Hangout is live on the air. All right, let's get going. Thanks for joining us tonight for episode number three of 80s Film Flashback, where it is our mission to collect the news and reviews in a world of geek culture for you to enjoy. I'm Simon. And I'm Goody. And I'm Danielle. That's right. That's Danielle. That's her. That is her, the one and only, the wife behind the screen that's usually behind <laughs> the screen. Um, hey, hey, Simon. Yeah. You married up. Thank you. Just letting Aww, you know. Thanks. That's very nice of you. That was very kind. Because so did I. <laughs> you know, you don't have to say that. She's just not watching. <laughs> she can just <laughs> hear me, though. She hears all. There you go. There you go. All right. For those of you who have been waiting tonight, we are going to uh, do a quick little review of the 80s film Can't Buy Me Love. And um, before we get started, let's have a look at what the trailer actually looked like. Um, there we go. Let's share this. And all right, so I know you can't hear it, but basically, the, I think the the interesting thing about this film is that it was released 30 years ago today. Uh, the synopsis is a nerdy outcast secretly pays for the most popular girl in school, $1,000 to be his girlfriend. Um, kind of uh, like some of the other movies we've seen a couple of times, but um, this, uh, again, it was the 30 years ago that it came out. It was rated PG-13. It was directed by Steve Rash. Uh, and it was a screenplay done by Michael Swerdlick. That's what we're all saying that it is. Budget, we don't actually know what it was, but the box office, it made $31 million. Uh, It stars Patrick Dempsey. Oh, you got my notes up. That's a bummer. There we go. It stars Patrick Dempsey. Uh, everybody knows as McDreamy. It's interesting that this was the trailer. You know, I mean, it gives us a little bit more, but I mean, it, it doesn't show a whole lot of stuff in the trailer. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of the beginning of the movie, actually, which is kind of sad. So, Well, if you recall, too, there were a lot of those 80s flicks that kind of did that. You know, the new production into actually doing great trailers didn't really come into effect until early, early 90s. I would say so. I would say so. So um, we watched this together last night. Mm -hmm. um, we do our homework the day before. Uh, when did you watch it? I watched it today, actually. Did you? Mm -hmm. So you weren't actually working. You were sitting and watching a film. I like that. No, actually, I got home and watched it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when, when was the last time you watched it? Actually, it was probably good five, six years ago. Okay. D, what about you? Oh, wow. It's longer than that. I would say probably I haven't seen it in the last 10 years, 10, 15 years. I probably haven't seen it since the 90s. Mm -hmm. okay. um, I was pleasantly surprised. I know some people out there 
were not surprised of how good it was, <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> Again, um, there's a poll well, on all Twitter. The text she sent, didn't she say she 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 loved it? She just raved about it, right? Raved about it. Yes, she right. absolutely loved it. She goes, "I can't believe how good your movie selections are." Um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Were you? I just forgot how much humor was in it and how funny it was. Yes. I did too. I think probably one of the best characters in there too was Seth Green mm -hmm. as the younger brother. His one-liners, um, the fact that he kept getting farted on. <laughs> yeah. It was like two or three times, right? <laughs> yeah. In the car, at the party, um, you know, just some of the phrases that he used and to pick on uh, Dempsey's character, you know, and his friends, you know, playing cards with the tards, um, you know, some of that stuff, man, just had me rolling. Um, it only, it was only what an hour and a half long, mm -hmm. which typically yeah. most eighties films are. Um, what is it that I'm going to ask you first, Steve, okay. what is it that stood out most to you? I know you said humor, but was there anything else? Gosh, it stood out to me. Um, no, I just, I can't, I just, I think the humor was probably the best part. I mean, I knew the line of this, the, the synopsis of the story and I'd seen it many times before, but just forgot the funny parts, like the African anteater ritual and the dance and, you know, the, the clothes that he wears. <laughs> I mean, all the, all the things that he, um, you know, even after he's cool, just the selection of clothes were just hilarious. Um, you know, the patterns that were so, um, bold mm -hmm. <laughs> put together so classic yeah everybody oh man you're <laughs> so yeah. well sharp dress man and we're like what you know um what about you chad what stood out for you well it was funny because i was going to say the uh the african dance in the gymnasium for uh, prom <laughs> or whatever that was but uh there are a lot of things um a lot of things i did not recall uh one mm -hmm. of which being how many times the little brother got farted on um <laughs> but but the, the younger brother playing the role that he did, which, you know, Seth Green was kind of the same role that if you're uh, better off dead with John Cusack and how his younger brother was also far more intelligent, uh, was more cooler than he was. So it's we saw this a, a kind of a couple times, you know, throughout the 80s where the younger brother, sister, whatever, was always smarter, kind of like in the Lost Boys. Yes. You know, the middle child was, you know. Uh, smarter, whatever, but uh, yeah, there were a lot of things that really stood out for me uh, for this film. One of it's, like I said, the African dance when the nerds actually stood and went, "Hey!" They all stopped and they recognized it. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the, the tough guys kind of came in, went, you know, kind of looked at me, went, "Ooh, case it might now." Yeah, yeah, no, it was pretty good. I think. Um, I mean, this film has been remade in a way so many times. There is the. Um, we discussed it last night when we were oh, watching. Oh, Pretty in Pink, some kind of wonderful. Um, what's the other? The um, oh my gosh, Paul Walker um, was in it. The, she's all that. She's all that. It, it, it kind of reminded me of that as well, almost like another version of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's so many movies that they talk about. You know, somebody being who they are, and then wanting to be someone different, and then ultimately learning that. 
that's not the best thing. It's always best for us to be who we are and be authentic, um, which I think a lot of people can take away that message, you know, and, and just understand that who they are is who they are. And it's great to be that person, you know, and I like how this played into that, you know, he thought he, you know, he wanted to be someone different. He wanted to be in the in scene, but when you come to find out, it's not always greener on the other side. And I kind of like that because it also taught uh, Amanda Peterson's character a lesson that, you know, it's hard work to get there. And you know what? It's not that great. And then she, you see her role reversal as well, which I thought was kind of cool in the movie itself. Well, and even timeless themes, you know, like um, different groups and social social you know groups at school i mean those things 30 years later really haven't haven't changed all that much um and so some things are even though it was that long ago um are still relevant today yeah and that's um, a good point actually um because like think of um what is the um the tina fey written film where it's where you know she comes from africa and she zones all oh, mean girls mean girls <clears throat> in a way you know you kind of pull that out of there too because you did you had the jocks that were the mean guys and you you had the rockers and you had the and he called his group a certain phrase and i can't remember what it was it wasn't like the geeks it wasn't the nerds it was it was something else i can't remember what it was and i don't um but yeah, there's a there's almost always a social class. I mean, and it's been throughout history, but in this film too, it's like, yeah, that's that's they're trying to depict high school life, and that's what it is. So, so true. So true. I thought it was pretty good. Um, Chad, anything else stand out to you? One other thing that stood out to me is I could not watch this film and not think that Big John. Blonde football player who kept do you know relieving himself just reminded me of like a young Patrick Warburton. Yeah, the way yeah, he talked, agree, his yeah. mannerisms. I would have you know, I mean, if that was him, that would have been awesome. But well, we we've seen him. I think oh shoot, I can't remember the last thing we saw him in, but I would want to say Starship Troopers. I yeah, because he hasn't done much. I don't think since. Um, but yeah, he kind of fits that role, you know, the dumb jock uh, kind of thing. So, um, but um, yeah, he was, he, I, I think he was also like one of my favorite characters in here hmm. um, just because of, I don't know, I couldn't get Patrick Warburton out of my, <laughs> out of my mind. So, all right. So did you have anything else that kind of stood out? Anything you wanted to add? I didn't actually. Okay. I think we all agree that we all liked it, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, sorry, Hannah. Um, but here's the thing. If, if, you, if you like it or don't like it, we do have a Twitter poll up right now. Um, go ahead, jump on there. Let us know if you liked it or didn't like it. And then um, at the it's running for seven days, and then we'll figure out if Hannah's wrong. Um, so, Which was if, for Hannah. Um, she was wrong last time. Yes, I'm. I'm sorry, but Big Trouble in Little China. Majority of the people liked it. So, um, so here's the next thing we'd like to do is we like to recast the film. Um, so I'm going to start with Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Chad first. So Chad, if if you were to recast this today, who, who would you pick? 
Okay, so I got two different guys. Okay. Um, two two options here. Uh, one of one of which being uh, David uh, Mazus from Gotham, who plays Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that would be good. And he kind of looks like Patrick Dempsey, actually. Right. And my other one is Tom Holland. Oh. Okay, because I like those be, choices. He, and he can be kind of, you know, scatterbrained, kind of how uh, McDreamy was a little bit, you know, and being mm-hmm. very overexcited. Kind of how he played uh, Peter Parker a little bit. Yeah. No, actually, that's pretty good. Um, see, I, I goofed, and I never did think of of recasting this film. But as we were talking earlier, you brought up a point of not necessarily doing it younger <clears throat> actors. So if you were going to recast it. So for Amanda Peterson's character, I said Robin Wright, which okay. is not Penn anymore, but Robin Wright. <laughs> um, I was so kindly corrected on that. Um and then I don't know for the guy. I don't. I don't know who I would recast in that role. Okay, it's it's kind of a tough one because I mean, part of me would like to see some new people, some new faces pop up, and and maybe have, you know, maybe like dad roles and mom roles filled by more well known actors okay. as well, or the teachers or the principal. Um, well, you make know, and, play the dad of whoever the new man is. Yeah, you could do it that way. Or he does a cameo and he's actually the science teacher. Yeah. Or he's the guy who sells the <laughs> the five-inch erect <laughs> telescope. Did you catch that? We had to rewind. Go, did he say what I think he said? Yeah. He did. He go and and the joke that continued to go with it. Um, you know, like do, do a cameo like that or have Seth Green sell it. And then, you know, I, I don't know, it, it, you could have some fun with that. So, well, I actually have, uh, three women I picked out too. <sighs> Let's hear it. Who's well, your women? women girls, but, uh, well, since I brought David from Gotham, I thought of, uh, Cameron, uh, did, oh God, how do you say the last name? Are you talking Catwoman? Yeah. 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 Uh, not Batgirl, but Catwoman. Yes. Yeah, I like her. And then uh, I thought of Ariel Winter from Modern Family. Okay. Because she hasn't really played a role that's been – well, she, she she did play one role that was kind of bad, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, she's the nerdy girl from uh, you know the bigger family in Modern Family, glasses, uh, dark hair. Okay. And then uh, the other one I thought of was uh, Maisie Williams, the girl Maisie who plays Williams. Arya Stark. Oh, thank you. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Be something a little different. I like, I like your first choice, but yeah, that would be different. Hmm. I don't know. And then for those of you who are watching, you got some ideas. Throw them in the comments. Let us know who you think you would recast in the film. Um, it's kind of fun to do that. I mean, this is something that we've done forever. Uh, let's jump into some uh, trivia. All right. So here's some things that I found. Actress Amanda Peterson was only 15 during the filming and actor actor Patrick Dempsey was 21 which explains the driving in the movie did you notice how horrible it was yes every time she could yes. stop the car <laughs> i always wondered cuz we got to the point where then he would drive you know yeah. so yeah um the original title of the movie was called boy rents girl which screams 80s film yeah <laughs> uh in in 2003, Can't Buy Me Love was remade as Love Don't Cost a Thing, starring Nick Cannon and Christina. How would you say that? 
Millian, something like, okay. Uh, the director, uh, Steve Rash, um, his debut was the Buddy Holly story. And if you notice, the Buddy Holly story is playing in the, in the uh, it's on the marquee. So it was right. playing at the theater. And um, I didn't see this, but Paula Abdul is actually one of the dancers. Well, she is also credited at the opening of the film, too. Is she? Yes. Oh, I didn't there, see that. that. I caught that. I went, what? That's got to be a re-edit then. They must have added in that afterwards because I think she made an unedited or uncredited. So I thought that's kind of funny. I thought she was uh, – it said uh, she was a choreographer or of, of the dance or something. Oh, okay. So then – okay, gotcha. All right, good catch. I like that. Nice job. Nice job. Thank you. Thank All you. right. You, you got it. You got it. anything else you want to add about the film? You know, uh, no, I do not. D anything else you want to add about it? No, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. So I enjoyed it. We, we both did. We were mm -hmm. laughing quite often actually. So, um, I hope everybody else liked it. If you have any it's comments, a different kind of humor than what some would be used to. I would agree with that. I would agree. I, and I think most 80s comedies are like that. Yeah. There's just something about them that it just it just fits that time period. Um, most 80s films will not transcend time. It won't go from this era to that era. It's like it's stuck in its own world. And yeah, I think well, it's a different kind of slapstick, whereas the 90s changed. And then starting late 90s, everything was kind of, I wouldn't say the same, but it just kind of evolves. It slowly evolves. Yeah, I think so. And that's a, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. So, and, and part of the reason we like to do this too is, you know, with, you know, it all started off with Hannah and Johnny making some comments about some films and then it's like, okay, we're going to have some fun with this. So um, I'm glad they're kind of going along the ride uh, with us. So why don't we talk about yeah, where determining factor was the comment by Johnny, which was, What's a Blade Runner? What's a Blade Runner? Which will be coming up in September before yeah. the release of 2049. We will be doing that film. Um, so why don't we talk about where everybody can find us? D, where can everybody find you? At D Johnson at constantcollectible.com. Okay. And of course, the website. Um, you have some posts that you're working on called Mom's Perspective. Yeah. Okay. You have another one coming up soon? I'm working on it. All right. Cool. Uh, Chad, where can everybody find you? Busy girl, right on. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at DJ Kilt, uh, Facebook under Chad Goodwin, of course, Twitter right below here at Chad Griffin12. You can find me on the website at constantcollectible.com, and you can email me at goodygoodwin at constantcollectible.com. Right on. And I'm Simon. You can find me at Twitter. It's uh, C underscore collectible over at Instagram, C underscore collectible, majority of the uh, social media sites, and of course, constantcollectible.com. Our email is constantcollectible at gmail.com. We are live every other Monday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Mountain. And our website, of course, is constantcollectible.com. We'll be back on August 28th with our next film, another Kurt Russell film, Escape from New York. Also, don't forget to like, share, subscribe to all things Constant Collectible to keep you up to date with all the news and reviews from a world of geek culture. Thanks for joining us. Take care, everybody.
Take care, everybody. And that brings us to a close of Season 1, Issue 3 of Flashback. In the meantime, more news can be found at our website, where we can find all the news and reviews from a world of geek culture. Our email is constantcollectible at gmail.com, and we'll be back next month for Season 1, Episode 4, where we invest in a money pit. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. But in the meantime, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to all things Constant Collectible to keep you up to date with those news and reviews from a world of geek culture. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next month.